Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, April 6th. S&P futures are up 95 points. That's about 3.8%. The major Eurozone indices are rallying strongly up about 25 to 3.5%. And Asia was higher across the board as well, um, although mainland China and India were both closed today. Um, so a cup, you know, a lot of news, but I would say, you know, the main theme this morning is just the coronavirus. So it's not any one specific headline, but over the last couple of days, you know, there's been an accumulation of data suggesting that an apex has been reached in the crisis in critical markets, critical geographies, Italy, Spain, um, and then also New York City. So, you know, suggesting the apex has been reached or is in, you know, uh, just a couple of days uh, ahead of us. And so I think markets are, you know, sniffing out a possible inflection point in the coronavirus crisis and respond, or, you know, responding in kind. Um, you know, I think, you know, as positive as this is, I think it's important to kind of keep everything in perspective. The apex is is very likely in the past um, for a bunch of major eurozone countries, but you know, the question is, I don't think you're going to see necessarily a rapid decline from that apex. And I think it's critical that. Um, individuals not, you know, we, we should not celebrate to the extent that it causes people to kind of um, abandon some of the social distancing and other preventative measures that have been effective in containing transmissions, hospitalizations, et cetera. So, um, you know, I think this has kind of been my view that the month of April is going to be very grim. I think you're going to see, you know, at the apex, the numbers are going to look very bad, especially in New York over the coming two weeks. And you saw a lot of officials um, over the weekend kind of warn you know, people have been, you know, you had some U.S. officials talking about how um, in the next couple of weeks will be, quote unquote, the Pearl Harbor of the coronavirus crisis in the U.S. And I think you are going to see some very grim figures, not only on the health front, but on the economic front and then on the corporate front, too. You know, we're not even into the Q1 earnings season. I think when we get to it, um, you know, it starts really next week. You're probably going to see a lot of pre-announcements this week. But, you know, I think companies are going to be very somber in their outlook and they're going to discuss um, business trends that that you know fell off a cliff in in the last two weeks of March. Um, there's going to be a lot of emphasis on balance sheets and cash flow, et cetera. But I think you know again, markets are discounting mechanisms. I think a lot of the March slump was in large part um, anticipation of of what you're going to see on the tape in April. And so, to the extent the month of May is going to look a lot better as far as news flow, I think markets will start to discount that as well. So, hitting the apex in a lot of these countries and regions is is definitely crucial for sentiment. Um, and it's just a question of, again, watching to see how quickly we descend from that apex. It's not going to be a linear descent either. I think you're going to see maybe, um, you know, a couple of days where the numbers in Italy or Spain or New York, you know, tick up again, but it's the trend over the, over the course of several days. It's not any one specific data point. Um, but that's by far the main theme today. And I think, you know, to the extent you are going to see kind of a quote unquote Corona relief rally. Um, you know, I think it's important that that credit really lead the way, especially credit in a lot of the most beleaguered sectors, the sectors that are closest to the epicenter of the crisis. So a lot of the travel leisure names, um, you know, cruise ships, hotels, casinos, et cetera. I think it's going to be crucial that credit in those areas really trades much better than it has been. Um, and I think that will be an important um, green light for stocks. If, if you do not see credit respond to the optimism that equities are, are reflecting this morning, um, you know, I would be reluctant to chase it. But if you do see credit in those areas trade much better, then that will definitely give legs to the rally. Um, so that's by far, you know, the big piece of news. And again, you get daily updates on a relatively consistent basis. So, um, you know, the New York City ones, you have the Cuomo press conference that usually starts around 11, 1130. Um, you get Italy out in the afternoon. You know, Spain gives their daily updates as well. 
Um, and then you have the White House coronavirus press event, um, you know, pretty much every day now at around 5 p.m. So again, it's hard to kind of trade off of any of those single specific events. It's more, again, watching the data over the course of several days and weeks. Um, so that's the big theme for today. The other major topic is oil. Um, you know, again, going back to um, last Thursday, you have a lot of noise on the tape about action being taken on the production front. Um, Russia and Saudi Arabia are in talks. Um, you know, there certainly is some acrimony in that relationship, given what happened in March, where the entire OPEC plus coalition broke down. But there is a a clamoring from all the major producers on the planet to have some type of a supply action, given the collapse in demand that's occurring in oil. Um, there had there was supposed to be an OPEC plus conference call today that has been delayed. Tentatively, it is now scheduled for Thursday, the 9th. Um, it looks very likely you'll see some action on the supply front. I don't think it's going to be particularly dramatic. I think there's going to be a lot of caveats attached to it. Um, I don't think it's going to be the 10 million barrels that Trump tweeted about. But I do think that given um, just given how broad the, the again, the, the clamoring is for some type of an action, I think you'll see um, you know, you'll see some supply uh, action get taken. And so you have, you know, a lot of countries like Norway, which usually do not participate in any of these kind of global supply initiatives, um, have, have expressed a willingness to participate. It doesn't seem that there'll be any um, coordinated supply action in the U.S. You may see certain states like Texas uh, mandate caps, but it doesn't look like the White House is going to get involved necessarily and, and issue some type of a broad national um you know, edict to the to the oil companies in this country about collectively taking um, supply action. So the you know Trump met with oil CEOs on Friday, and it doesn't look like there will necessarily big uh, there will be a big U.S. participation. Um, no, so I think the net result of all this is it will be very hard for oil to set new lows. I don't necessarily think you're going to see it sprint back to its recent highs. Um, oil uh, initially, so this is Brent slumped. Um, you know, about 12% initially Sunday evening, although it's since rallied back. So now oil is off only about two and a half percent, which I think is probably appropriate because, you know, the meeting has just been delayed, has not been abandoned. Um, the head of the Russian sovereign wealth front, uh, the head, the head of the Russian sovereign wealth fund this morning said that it's very, very likely you'll see some type of an agreement later this week. So that's the net result on oil. You know, I think it's oil is certainly important for credit given how oil and energy is the largest component of high yield. Um, but as far as, you know, other than other than helping to spur a rally in high yield and credit in general, um, it's not necessarily critical to the market. And you saw on Friday where oil rallied and, and stocks traded off. So I think, you know, they're, they're separating from each other somewhat at this point. Um, so that's really it for today. Like I said, it's just coronavirus and then to a lesser extent oil that's really driving everything. Um, and it's it's going to be more of a process for this coronavirus theme to play out to really determine if the apex has been reached and we're now descending it and then how quickly that descent is occurring. And then again, to the, you know, how quickly do you see countries lift some of these restrictions? So you're already talking about it in, in Europe, Italy in particular, governments obviously are eager to, um, you know, move back to some type of a state of normalcy with regards to economic activity, but they also want to make sure that, um, they don't reverse some of the gains that they've seen against the coronavirus. So how you start to see countries lift the restrictions. And, I, and again, I think a lot of it's going to come down to individual companies more so than governments. You could have, you know, you can have New York come out and lift a lot of these restrictions, but unless people feel comfortable going into stores and going into office buildings and going into movie theaters, et cetera, 
um, you're not necessarily going to see kind of a big rebound. So it's going to be incumbent on companies. And you have seen a lot of you know the major companies that have been operating throughout the entire crisis, like a Walmart, a Target, um, you know what Amazon's doing in, the, in its warehouses, um, you know what what some of the airlines are doing. They've taken a lot of um, you know innovative steps on the safety front, and I think you're you know I think you're going to see a lot of other companies adopt similar measures. Um, so again, that's all for in terms of news flow. On the calendar, this week is very, very quiet as far as uh, major scheduled events. So you have this OPEC meeting. Again, it's tentatively scheduled for Thursday. It has not, that's not necessarily been confirmed. Um, you have the Fed minutes out uh, later this week as well. That should, that should be a non-event. Um, you know, Friday is a holiday in the U.S. And then next week, we get into earnings. I suspect you're going to see a lot of, again, pre-announcements from companies is talking about you know how calendar Q1 came in. It doesn't seem like companies really have a lot of um, color in terms of providing specific guidance for calendar Q2, although you'll see a lot of kind of qualitative commentary. But this week is very, very um, sparse as far as scheduled news is concerned. And today in particular, there's really nothing on today's calendar. U.S. banks are due to submit their stress test to the Fed today. This isn't a public event. They're not going to you know, they're not releasing anything to the public. We don't get the stress test results until around June when the Fed publishes them. Um, I do think, though, that, you know, there has been a lot of concern around bank dividends in the U.S., given that you saw nearly every single bank in Europe and, and the U.K. cancel their dividends um, at the request of regulators. In the U.S., uh, I, you're going to see banks continue with their dividends for a variety of reasons. I've written about this before. Um, you know, I think banks, in terms of going forward on capital return, the, the aggregate capital return numbers are going to decline, but you're going to see it get taken out of the buyback before the dividend. Um, and that there was a couple of articles about that out over the weekend about how U.S. bank dividends are safe um, right now. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.